Hello, I'm Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from VRX. Well, as you can hear, we are celebrating a victory. The victory of human beings and artists being projected into the future. This is Ikokwe, a duo from a place in distant space and time. On stage, they appear as two creatures covered in bandages, a bit like ancient Egyptian mummies that landed in Angola in 2022. Today on Afropop Worldwide, we are plugging into Afrofuturisms. We will travel to the moon and into the past. We will hear from global Africans in Senegal, Chad, Cameroon, Nigeria, Haiti, Barbados, London, Paris, Mali, and beyond. Because the future is now, and music is our spaceship. Stay tuned. <laughs> music is all a part of another tomorrow another kind of language the way it should be speaking things of blackness about the void the endless void the bottomless pit surrounding you it's the music of the earth the music of the sun and the stars the music of yourself vibrating yes You music too. You all instruments. Everyone's supposed to be playing their part in this vast orchestra of the cosmos. Hey, I hope you recognize this voice and this trip. This is Sonra back in 1978 from the movie Space is the Place, directed by the spiritual free jazz musician from Alabama himself. Sonra promoted the idea of outer space as a place to be conquered and inhabited by African Americans. He believed that he came from Saturn, and often dressed as an Egyptian pharaoh. As we will know, they all came from Saturn, those pharaohs. Anyway, way back in 1957, the great jazz musician Duke Ellington wrote an essay called Race for Space, where he lamented that African-Americans were not part of the space exploration. Well, Sunra had the solution. Sunra is generally known as the father of Afrofuturism in music, but he was not alone. George Clinton and his band Parliament Funkadelic with its contagious P-Funk grooves and his iconic mothership also blended Afrofuturist themes and political messages from the civil rights movement. And there were others. But let me tell you, during Sunra's time and even later, when George Clinton sent his Afronauts and clones of Funkenstein to Funkatize galaxies or explore the lost city of Atlantis, the word Afrofuturism did not exist. Today, Afrofuturist themes are everywhere in music, from Janelle Monet to Frank Ocean and Rihanna, and of course, the Afropunk Festival. 
Afrofuturism also finds its way into fashion, architecture, design, visual arts, and literature. The word itself was coined in 1994 by Mark Deary, who wrote a book called Black to the Future, in which he explores the relationship African Americans have with the world of science fiction. Today, young African artists are reimagining Afrofuturism and are constantly pushing its boundaries, developing rich new roots on the continent and throughout the diaspora. And they dream wild, as Nigerian diva Yemi Alade has rightly noticed. You see, the young people these days, especially in Africa, they are a different breed. They, they dream wild. They dream very big, and anything they put their mind to, bring it to life. So, like, what's happening with Afrobeats and Afrofuturism, like, there's so much about to happen. Just keep your eyes open because it's, it's, it's madness and I love it. <laughs> C'est génial! Je vais aller dans la lune! Hey! Je vais y aller dans la lune, moi! The moon! I also want to go there. And why not Africa? Africa is the cradle of humanity. Everything comes from Africa and returns to Africa. It's as simple as that. Now young people are breaking all the old codes. They have the rights and the reasons. Case in point, in Nigeria, there is a new prince of Afrobeats, Burner Boy. He became the first Nigerian artist to headline at New York's Madison Square Garden in April 2022. The self-proclaimed African giant called this performance One Night in Space. And the show was full of Afrofuturist and science fiction codes. They saw something that defies the limits of known aviation technology. Dealing with something quite different this time. Get the emergency gear. We need to find our way to Madison Square Garden. Commencement begins there. I, I do love Burna Boy and I love, I saw the show, it's amazing. It's great to put African art in a position that we didn't use to see it. It's important that we give other codes with uh, Burna Boy's that he's going further than just showing the bling, and, and that's amazing. He made a difference between African Afrofuturism from what is Afrofuturism coming from U.S. In the United States, is more about emancipation of the African-American culture, being the intersection of the imagination technology and the future and liberation, but from the Black community. Um, the, the African Afrofuturism is more closer to the what I would call the African soul. It goes beyond 
the emancipation of the diaspora, the African diaspora. So I'm talking about our spirituality, for for example, the the relationship we do have with the nature. So the main difference is is, is there. We're going back to the roots. We do have music that just it's a closer to trance music. So you you live an experience, not just coming dance and go. Music take you beyond that. So you touch some spaces. You have some feelings that in normal life you can't experience. Afrotronics, a young artist from Chad, author of this amazing track, Solal, released in 2020. The video has more than 1 million views on YouTube. The song recounts a twisted love story about a young man in love with a strong woman who leads workers' tracks. <laughs> we'll hear more from Afrotronics later in the program. Hello, hello, one, two, one, two, one, two. Hello, hello, Elodie, is that you? Hello, hello, one, two, one, two. You can count now. One, two, one, two, 2022. Can you hear me? Hello, hello, Elodie, is that you? Où es-tu là? George? What's going on? George, I'm so happy to hear from you. Are you still cooking those delicious pâté on a hot, humid days in DC? <laughs> well, I'm actually living in 2070. And um, the food is not exactly what it used to be. But I'm based in Abidjan, so it's better than in the U.S. I actually scrambled to get a visa because everyone wants to live here now, as Africa is united and cities are green. I was lucky enough to get Tilly downloaded in 2022. Men are no longer running things. Women are now in charge. Men are just sent to meditate in some kind of ashrams, while women can have children by themselves, thanks to the parthogenesis. Everyone is dark in complexion, me included, because in order to survive the various crises and pandemics, we have had to walk long distances and we build up enough melanin to be protected from sun's radiation. And believe me, George, now the sun is really beating down. But good news, money doesn't exist anymore. And guess what? Music 
is the new currency. So now music researchers and music journalists are the new traders. Everyone is now looking for root sound, archives and original melodies. So we have superpower. Yes, we do. Superpowers without any desire to dominate. And that's why I was sent on a mission in 2022, just to get the archives from the Afrofuturist show we produced then. Wow, what a story! I can't believe it! How can I help you, Elodie? George, because of your super knowledge of music, you will become immortal in 2027. And your face is now the flag of the continent. So, I'm really sorry to interrupt your show, but I need to download some Afropop sounds connected to my own memory. This is my mission. So, uh, where were you in this show? Uh, in New York. Ah, uh, yes. Um, New York, 2022, Afrofuturism. Uh... Talking about Burner Boy's first performance in Madison Square Garden. Man, it was a huge show. 80,000 people saw it. Live and online. Ah, I see. My memory actually brings me back to 2017 in New York. That's when I first met Shabaka Itchings. One, two, three, one, two. It feels pretty weird being in New York just because it's the first time I've been here with one of my own bands um, um, opening up for Pharaoh Sanders. He's the guy that's really affected the way that I play um, and just how I think about music in general. So even now it feels like that I'm not quite processing what's happening um, and the role that music sometimes plays is to articulate some of those sentiments in a way that's concise. You know, sentiments that we don't have necessarily verbal um, or semantic language to express. All of those questions like where were we going, where am I coming from? Music is a way of going, okay, that's the surface level of this. There's a level underneath it that we, we feel and we intuit about the nature of home, about the nature of belonging. this amazing sax player and clarinetist born in Barbados, raised in London and who has recorded a lot in South Africa. Shabaka is obsessed with the circular journey of time and music. For him, music is a time-traveling vessel. As you can imagine, Shabaka definitely preferred to express ideas and feelings through his music rather than give a narrow definition of Afrofuturism, as it's a movement and it's constantly evolving. But he did try for us. I have a, I have a definition of Afrofuturism. Um, I guess my definition of Afrofuturism is, in some ways, the, the poetization of the past the poetization of the past. Um, 
looking at history and looking at the past in a way that makes you take agency in redefining it, in redefining where you want to place it in, in the future, which could mean going back to the images of black people or going back to certain um, shapes, certain patterns that are associated with the concept of Africa and presenting them in a, in a fashion that breaks the mold of what is generally thought to be African, you know? So even the concept of black, say, black people in space is taking an image of black people as being rooted to certain geographical spaces and it's reimagining, um, it's reimagining people in a different circumstance. So that's, you know, an idea of poetization. So I guess you could describe my trajectory as Afrofuturistic because one of the things that I've tried to do throughout all the various bands that I've been in is try to place what people think of as Caribbean music or Afro-diasporic music within different um, instrumentations, different conceptualizations, which makes them go, hmm, this doesn't sound like what I thought of as Caribbean or this isn't what I thought of as jazz, but you can see where it's come from. You can see historically what led up to the music that I make, but it's hard to place. That breaks you out of the dominance of, I guess, Western musical systems. I was thinking that's the only way you can um, notate and compose music. Another way of thinking. And then thinking that maybe there's something within you that can provide another other way. For me, it's kind of like saying yesterday is urgent is saying the appreciation of yesterday. Because a lot of the times with the past is that people try to pretend that the past didn't happen. All that, we've dealt with the past already. We don't need to go there thinking of future possibilities as happening right now, even if it's just a mental shift that happens. And even, say, people like Octavia Butler taking issues that, issues to do with the black experience in America, um, historically, and then reimagining them in a new context. Saturday, August 3rd, 2024. The dead astronaut is going to be brought back to Earth. She wanted to be buried on Mars. She said that when she realized she was dying, she said Mars was the one thing she wanted all her life, and now she'll be part of it forever. But the Secretary of Astronautics says no. He says her body might be a contaminant idiot. Secretaries of Astronautics don't have to know much about science. They have to know about politics. Politicians and big corporations get the bread, and we get the circuses. Space could be our future, I say. I believe that. As far as I'm concerned, space exploration and colonization are amongst the few things left over from the last century that can help us more than they hurt us. It's hard to get anyone to see that, though, when there's so much suffering going on just outside our walls. Octavia Butler, the famous Afrofuturist science fiction writer. I tell you, I love her books. That was a passage from Parable of the Sower, Chapter 3. The text was read by Melissa Laveau, a Haitian-Canadian singer, guitarist, songwriter, and composer of Fire Next Time, the song we are hearing now. It was released in 2022. 
Hey, Elodie, did you know that in 1994, when Mark Deary published his book Black to the Future and created the word Afrofuturism, Octavia Butler was the only female author quoted in the book? Yes. In her writing, she deals with the fact that our lives have been shaped by the past we carry in our own wounds, especially slavery, and that any social progress is reversible, which is particularly relevant today. She had predicted pandemics, fire for 2024, and Make America Great Again slogans. So even though she died in 2006, in her late 50s, Octavia Butler is still a major source of inspiration for young Afrofuturist artists, such as Melissa Lavo, who wrote a few songs inspired by Butler's work. I actually met Melissa in a park in Paris where she had recently moved. I don't really remember exactly when I met her, but I remember that our meeting has something to do with the moon. Um, currently, I'm sitting in a slightly noisy park in the 20th district of Paris. And it is the almost, we're 10 minutes away from the supermoon in Sagittarius. I've already looked at the moon this past couple of nights and the moon's quite fat and very present. Well, it's a full moon, so everybody is disagreeable. Melissa is definitely an Afrofuturist artist who looks to the sky and the cosmos for inspiration, but also as a window back into history. All of these things that have happened in the past that science fiction authors use as what's the worst that could possibly happen? Generally, it's things that have actually already happened in the past and it's generally happened to anybody globally in the world that's a person of color. Whether it's colonialism, genocide, taking over country, like, It has already happened. Look at Sun Ra, he was like, I don't come from here. Why? Because here is horrible. I'd rather come from Saturn. We're going to try to use our artistry to rewrite where we come from so we can build something new. And that's basically what any marginalized people has done throughout history is let's build something new. Um, and I like the, the idea of science fiction because I like the idea of new worlds. And that's another sentence that Octavia Butler always repeated is that you have to write yourself in, you have to create new worlds. And, and Toni Morrison, who doesn't write science fiction, but still has this idea that you can't hold on to the crisis. Which way are you part of this? Do you also bring up legend fiction in your music to, to tell new stories, new world, new legend? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I've been using mythology and science fiction in my songwriting from the start. But the songs I like the most is when somebody is dissociating and they can dissociate from, to the past or they can dissociate into a future where they are doing much better. There was a song I wrote on my second album called Do Breaker, which is about the Toto Makuts. And this woman is clutching her wedding ring to survive a rape. And she's just holding on to this ring so that she can dissociate enough So that she can see past the event and that she can move on. She can project moving on. I write about people who manage to find a way to screw over time and, and try to do something different. Try again, try again, try again, try again, try again.
Part of Afrofuturism is, if you think of the Drexians, the, the punk band that was one of the starters of the movement, they called themselves the Drexians because the Drexians, the, the people who chose to fall into the ocean rather than fall into slavery. So a lot of Afrofuturism is very much tied to identity related to being diasporic and being descendants of slaves. I was born on a land that my ancestor slaves were not on. I have a fraught connection to Haiti because I wasn't born there. And I, I, I have a, uh, an admiration for all these people who still live in the same land that people that came before them lived in because they worked thinking that there would be something better for you in mind. And when, when I moved to France, I moved to a country that didn't think Let's make her life easy as a Haitian-Canadian woman. It has been really hard here, just even just for basic papers and immigrating. And as a queer woman, I don't live in a country that fosters my well-being. And I think I'll always be at a disadvantage living somewhere where people didn't work with me in mind, work with me and, and my well-being in mind. All right, Melissa Lovo on her journey through the mysteries of Afrofuturism. More musical travels to inner and outer galaxies coming up. Be sure to visit afropop.org for a playlist of Afrofuturist videos. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX. On est sur Afropop dans le futur avec Julie Tapa. Kotye manglenye muso manfilaye Kete fosiye muso ko Komuso kuma yorotea Kete fosiye muso ko Deni akakalange sanjama Nimbara nyini tumazira Kote fosiye muso ko Fosi te fenye Ja fenye re te fenye Thank you very much. On est sur Afropop dans le futur avec Julie Tapa. Là, je vous amène dans le Afrofuturisme du 24e au 25e au 30e siècle. Donc, nous, je vous amène avec moi dans mon univers, Mandinguiza. Futurism is also blooming among artists who grew up with deep traditions on the continent of their ancestors. As we know, those ancestors 
had great respect for the spiritual dimension. Even a griot such as Jelly Tapa, who's from a traditional family, is now dreaming about rocking the moon. Tapa is based in Montreal, but she was born in Mali. She's the daughter of the famous female griot, Jelly Musso Extraordinaire Candia Kouyaté, and the great-granddaughter of Jelly Tapa Sumano. Ici Jelly Tapa, my name is Jelly Tapa. Moi, je suis né dans une famille de griots où on est bercé par l'histoire de la naissance. I was born into a family of griots, so I was cradled in history. From birth, we're made to sing and dance to it. History was told to us like fables, even if we didn't understand everything. I call it the national anthem of Mande. It's the Mandingo epic. It goes back to around 1200, at the time of Sundiata. But we must not tell ourselves that we have to live in history. We must make use of it. I'm aware that my ancestors have been colonized, but I am not a colonized person, and I am not a slave either. I'm using the past, but I'm not living the past. And my idea of Afrofuturism is first of all to find my Afro-rhythm, my own rhythm, a music in time that floats, in a time where we cannot situate it. That's where the idea of Afrofuturistic music came from. It's a great mix of things. The elders said the pentatonic and the diatonic scales do not mix. I mix them very well, and I even bring electronics into the mix. It is something timeless. The children of the griots have to adapt the griot tradition to move on. All right, let's listen to Jelly Tapa live in Angoulême at the legendary French festival Music Métis. You can hear that she's dreaming about the moon on this track called Départ pour la Lune, Departure to the Moon. Merci beaucoup, Angoulême. Merci beaucoup à vous tous. Nous allons vous faire notre dernière chanson, Départ pour la Lune. Il est temps de s'envoler, il est temps de se libérer. Fari kolam magobela fiyalera, biyalera. 
Et non accessible en même temps. The moon is accessible and not accessible at the same time. La lune n'a pas de pays, la lune n'a pas de nationalité, la lune n'a pas de, de couleur de peau précis et tout ça pour moi c'est ça. So when we look at it, we can tell ourselves that there is the future, si, there is space. Uh, we can remove all borders, all barriers. The moon has no country, the moon has no nationality, no skin color. For me, that's freedom. That's my future. That's why I'm singing about the future. In our language, Mandingue, there's no word for the future. We generally refer to a near future, like tomorrow. So you see how my people think? We know how to refer a lot to a very remote past, but the future is very close. Yes, many African languages use the word tomorrow to talk about the future. Quechua, for instance, in Swahili, Jana in Bakaka, Suba in Wolof. But the Afrofuturist Ibaku from Senegal has created his own alien language. Ibaku worked with Daraji and Positive Black Soul before adapting his alien identity. It happened when he was producing music for a fashion show in Dakar with the famous Afrofuturist designer Selirabi Khan, who, by the way, has also worked with Beyoncé and Solange.
So, salam alaikum. My name is Ibaku. Uh, I'm a sonic poet and uh, cultural entrepreneur from Senegal. Ah, yes. Ibaku. I remember him. He's now a very big star in 2017. The track Young Fogoye on Ibaku's first album is sung in an alien language. Young Fogoye, yeah. Young Fogoye means love in, uh, in, uh, in an alien language. Not Wolof. No, 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 it's not Wolof. It's, a, it's an alien language, yeah. <laughs> Young Fogoye, actually, it's a love story, you know. In that video, it's a, it's a dry world, it's a post-apocalyptic world, but there is a hope after that, you know. That's, that's the idea, there is a hope and there is a, uh, like a new flower that is blooming and this new flower is Ibaku, you know. So that's the idea behind the Young Fogoye visual. Who's Ibaku? Is it you? Yeah, Ibaku, it means the elder in Jola. It's not a nickname, it's my real name, it's the, it's the real me. Ibaku was born in an African city invaded by aliens. His mother is an, uh, is an alien and his father is a human. Like, he's a bridge between those two worlds, you know, the world, like the, the invisible world and the, and the visible world. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is he coming from a different uh, time in space? Or? Yeah, he's, he's mostly in the present, but uh, he's been traveling in the past and the future also. That's the... Uh, oh. Space is calling you? Which planet is it? Ibaku! <laughs> Superpower? Oh yeah, superpower. My superpower is uh, is my frequencies, is my my art, my music, as we can say in this world. <laughs> uh, it's my voice. It's my yeah, my education, my culture. Uh, the hair power, part of the power. So. Um, It's the antennas to really be in tune with the universe, to be in tune with what is happening in the now. So, and also, yeah, to receive some message from other worlds, to receive some message from the ancestors, to receive some message uh, from the invisible world. So, uh, the hair are really a big part of who I am. Yeah, I have sonic powers, sonic powers. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I grew up listening to a lot of jazz, a lot of uh, African music, a lot of hip-hop. The ideas, the fights, the, all, all the things that are behind the music. So I've been into science fiction really late. I think it's the environment that I grew up with. Like in, in Senegal, there is the invisible world is really present. The notion of future is not abstract at all. We grew up like with those facts that people travel to the future or to the past, or people come from the past to the now. 
So it's part of our daily life, I can say, you know. I think all those aspects really nurture who I am right now, who, who is Ibarun right now, and who I'm working to be. <laughs> and are you Afrofuturist? Mm, uh, yeah, I can say that. Um, right now I'm more into the ideas of Afro-presentism. Afro-presentism? Yeah. yeah, it's the now. First of all, you know, I'm really honored to be amongst people like Sandra or all the iconic people attached to that concept. There is some issues that black people were facing on that time of Sunra. Those issues didn't change at all, you know? Like racism, like capitalism, like neocolonialism, like all those isms, you know? And we face those issues in the continent also, maybe in, in another way, but those issues are still here. So Afrofuturism or the ideas that Sunra was saying were playing with his music or with his art period were just tools to the people so they can really feel that they have power again, you know, they get empowered by that, you know. But also, I don't want to be uh, trapped in that concept, you know. Because when we talk about Afrofuturism, it's a lot about the African diaspora, about the black diaspora. I feel more in tune with the idea of African presentism because what is happening now in Africa, it's really what's matter. It will shape the future and not the future only of Africa, but of the world. African futurism or Afrofuturism or whatever you want to call it, it's how we see the future from our own eyes, from our own narratives, with our own worlds and values. change the world need to be invisible at one point need to be underground so right now we are on a tipping point we are seeing a switch where an underground movement all those concepts and ideas are getting in the mainstream it's, I think it's 
powerful because it's part of the plan also, you know, it's part of the plan to be a virus through the system, you know. A virus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. To be in the system, to be the bug. New Afrobeat movement like in Coates, it's really just the beginning of something bigger, you know, for the continent and for the diaspora and for the world. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's really inspiring. I just dig into uh, our cultures, into our sounds, and I dig into me what I want to express. You know, we all have different frequencies, we all different. A few years ago, I decided to really focus on the music from south of Senegal. Casamance? From Casamance, yes, exactly. And using also the technology and uh, not only the music, but uh, the spirituality behind it. I think it's going to be the work of, of a life, you know. in 2022. I remember meeting those aliens. That was my first interview with the two faceless creatures communicating with human beings through a music blend of hip-hop and sounds from ancestral instrument of Angola collected by Uctrasi for the International Library of African Music. They used machine like 303 bass, various vintage Roland units, lusophonic abomination, Angolan slang, bundu, kibundu, English and other languages. They said they were remote clones of DJ Batida, an iconoclast. They called themselves Ikokwe and came in a spaceship that looks like a condonguero, the Angolan public minivan. We are from elsewhere. I'm not uh, from here. So I'm not sure why do I come from. But, um, it depends on the position where you are in space. I think I look like some humans. I just feel like I'm burned. It looks like I'm a, a, a mutant human. I'm not sure. Some people say it's a degraded human. 
I feel like maybe a bee. I'm not sure, but I would love to be a bee. I would love to be, be a bee. <laughs> Did you landed? You landed in Angola? Uh, yeah, that's. I don't recall it. Uh, eco is more just something that I cannot explain. How did we got there, or how am I connected with that space? But definitely has a big connection. The place where we crashed, people in this planet call it Angola. Being the first, I think the most intense experience we had upon contact with Earthlings. So it's a reference in a lot of our. Uh, the songs that compose our uh, report, the report that is, you call an album, but it's for us, it's a report that we have to send back to our, uh, whatever we come from, uh, can forget the exact name of the uh, place, but we have to send it back because we know that we came here with this purpose. This is our mission and now we have to report back and we chose music to do it. It seems to be for us the most interesting vehicle of sharing messages or visions or whatever you want to share. If you listen to it, you'll notice that there's several references to Africa and specifically Angola. The connection is there and it's there because there was this initial and very long-standing period that we uh, stood there observing and interacting with earthlings from that particular place. <laughs> again music travels that's a remix of the famous jamaican stalag rhythm i should definitely try to bring this back to 2017. recycling old sound in a new mix is also what afrotronics does he also mixes languages he sings in sara arabic gambi french and english but before his futuristic transformation in a kind of a cousin of the daft punk Caleb Rimtobai was part of the Chadian band called Eshtao. He used to play in a band called Eshtao. I was a leader of this band when I was 13 with my brothers and sisters. And uh, we had a dream as a band to uh, introduce Chadian music to the world. And we've done a couple of worldwide tour with the project. And the experience showed me how people define the Africanity and I didn't like it, the way people see Africa. Let's say I go in the United States or Australia or New Zealand. The way people see Africa is like the past. They imagine African living in a 
bush with lions and stuff like that. And they don't see the perspective of this young generation wanting something else. Africa today is closer to what I'm doing now with Afrotronics. I wanted to show them this other side of Africa. That's why I switched on the concept of Afrotronics and wanting to imagine a tomorrow that looks more closer to our values. And yeah, so that's why I go from Ashau to the concept of Afrotronics. Afrotronics, yeah, to define is Afro, obviously, as for Africa. Then Tronics, which is uh, electronic, the sci-fi, and X at the end as a, a new culture to define. So I'm kind of faceless or half faceless. I do have a helmet called Dom and is inspired from a um, Sarah tribe, which is my mother's side. And so the story behind it is that in order to become an adult, Sarah young people went to bush for initiation. And whenever they come up, they come up with this helmet uh, made of uh, hoods. And But I do a futuristic version. So sometimes it's white, sometimes it's black, and the last version is silver. So that, that's my outfit on stage. Are you from Chad or from the future or from another planet? <laughs> Chad itself is, I would say, an unknown country. Even some people in Africa don't know much about Chad. So Chad is like another planet on, on the planet. So I'm, I'm, I'm between. by Afrotronics. This is music from the beyond. Hey, George. It was good to hear from you. Thanks a lot for everything. I think I got enough sounds and archives for today, but I'll definitely come back. So see you soon. In the future. Or in the past. In the past. In the past. In the past. Hey, please do, Elodie. 
and don't get lost out there. <laughs> Funding for Apopop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. And PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. send thank you for supporting your public radio station. And thanks to Festival de la Musique Métis in Angoulême, France, and Festival de Vienne for their help with this program. Don't forget to visit afropop.org for a video playlist of the music you heard on this program and much, much more. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. And if you are on the East Coast, well, join us for our Afropop Dance Party on Friday, November 10th at SOB's in New York City. We'll be featuring Congolese superstar Samba Mapangala and contemporary Congolese art. Sean Banning and I will be there. More details at info at afropop.org. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and productions for this program by Elodie Mayo in Paris and already living in 2017. Yaman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Production support for this episode from John Manuel and Donald Clark. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, including radio programs and our Afropop close-up podcast series. Join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. This program was mixed in Brooklyn by Michael Jones. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Savion Biggs. I'm Georges Collinet. Yeah.